0: to be guys and welcome back to the televised podcast my name is anna and today we're going to be talking about supergirl season 6 episode 14 titled magical thinking i really enjoyed this episode i think it, it wasn't as strong as it was last week just because i think last week is going to be really hard to top um but i did really enjoy this episode obviously it had a lot of supercorp which is you know wonderful and great and everything we asked for and it did have a lot of william which is not wonderful not great and everything we didn't ask for but i mean it was fine i will talk more about uh him in this episode obviously but um i did really enjoy this episode i thought it was really fun um I really enjoyed the dance and stuff that we got in this episode, especially in regards to Esme and the path that they're heading down with her. I really, really loved that and, and those moments in this episode. I liked that they didn't, you know, they were able to make Kelly that, like, street-level hero without writing her out of the episode, kind of like they did last week, which is really unfortunate. But, um, yeah, so... Let's get into it. So we open on game nights at Kara's, and Alex is killing it at Jenga. Kelly's there, Nia and Jean are there, and Lena is also there, and she says hopefully she'll be home soon. It's just like a really sweet domestic moment. Like, okay, wifeies, like <laughs> um, so Kara comes zooming in and she's actually surprised to see that everyone's there. She just assumed that with Nixley, game night would be fully cancelled. Uh, you know, she's like, "Come on now, <laughs> it's all hands on deck, guys." Um, but they tell her that it's fine. Brainy is on the Legion ship, th- so that's why he is not uh, present in this episode. He's off on the Legion ship, uh, and he's like scanning for Nixley as they speak. And Sir so Jean also says that Kara's connection to Nixley can be useful, but Kara's like, look, I can't read her mind. <laughs> I don't know where she is. I don't know when it's happening. I can't control when or how I want to feel Nixley's emotions, and I only feel her extreme emotions. Like, this is just a ticking time bomb waiting to go off, and I can't control any of it. This seems like less of an advantage than we're all making it out to be. Um, and Lena then says that she might have something that could help in her mother's book of spells. Um, you know, she, she's trying to, like, figure out spells that could be useful, but she's also trying to figure out the science behind all these spells. So she's, like, trying to get the science worked out, you know, whatever. Um... And she says that she thinks magic is mainly, like, intuition and, like, gut feeling and, you know, whatever. And Nia says, hey, that kind of sounds like what I do with my little dream interpretation and my dream powers and everything. Maybe I could give you a hand. So they decide to work together tomorrow or the next day on magic at the tower. Um, So then they actually end up telling Lena that they are, in fact, allowing William to come to the Tower and be a reporter at the Tower. (laughs) You know, as he told Nia at the end of last episode, um, that he was going to ask the Super Friends to be embedded with them, and they agreed. Um, And it's because they think that he'll kind of, like, get the public support, kind of keep the keep the public informed but obviously working within their parameters and not uh you know revealing everything and Lena you know obviously she's kind of the most uh vulnerable in the super friends because she doesn't have an alter ego she doesn't have another identity she's just Lena Luther with magic so they're like but look we'll protect you we're gonna protect everybody and it's gonna be fine <laughs> but kelly then says that she won't be at the tower but it's because she has a home check with esme and her new foster family um and kelly's like yeah you know i just really hope that like this new family is gonna work out and then Kara starts like cackling in the corner and alex is like why are you laughing that is not funny (laughs) but she's like it's nixley and she's like cackling like Oh my god and and then we cut to nixley who is also i mean she's not cackling like cara was but she's very happy because she has found another totem right under their noses in national city how easy is that so easy (laughs) mitch says that the super friends will be on them the minute they go get it so nixley says well we better do it quickly um so then we cut to kelly so with kelly esme tells her about how her new foster home all about how much she loves her new foster parents and how they have pancakes for dinner and how she has her own bathroom. She's just so excited. She loves living there. Um, And then she actually, like, runs inside her house to, like, go grab Kelly something and it's this little rainbow bracelet and she has a matching one and it's like, oh, my God. (laughs) It was just such a sweet moment and, oh, my God, that girl... Um, I think her name is Mila. She could not be any cuter. Like this little girl, Esme, could not be any cuter. They could not have gotten a cuter child to do this. (laughs) And I just am obsessed. I'm obsessed with their interactions. It's so so sweet. Um. So at the tower, Willie is filled in on. Uh, some things. Basically, the location that Jean is Martian Manhunter surprise prize. Um, and you know he's got this cover business as a PI. Um, and Alex and Dreamer end up joining them. Uh, and they lay out some ground rules basically. And oh, Alex, her real identity is like revealed to William. Uh, but not Dreamer's identity, not Kara's identity, not, you know, any of the other super friends, like, true identities. But really, I mean, the only people that William is kind of unprivy to the information is just Nia and Kara, which, I mean, makes sense. The people that he works with, <laughs> they'd want to keep that a little bit close to the chest. Um, so the ground rules are that he cannot disco- disclose the location of the tower and, He can't ID the super friends or even try to learn their real identities or Jean will wipe his mind and he has to run any and all stories by any of the super friends before he publishes them. Um, And then they get a ping on the ship, and they're off to go find Nixley. So at the National City Arena, two MMA fighters discuss their upcoming match and and how to become one with your humanity. And one of the guys holds up a necklace that was apparently made from the wood, from a tree that Buddha sat under, which is like, it's the humanity tone. (laughs) So Nixley literally blows the doors off the place. And steals the totem. She says cursix, and then the totem is like the totem can only belong can belong only to one of ready heart. Is that you? And she says yeah. I don't know. (laughs) And um, it just works. There's no gauntlet, nothing. She is like well okay. And Supergirl arrives in the scene, and Nixley uses the totem to blast everyone around the arena with it which strips their humanity from them as they begin to just go ham like they go buck wild on each other fighting all that all of that and Kara ends up calling for backup as nixley escapes so at the tower Kara returns um to the tower and informs Nia and Lena about what happened at the arena and says that Jean, Sentinel, and Guardian are all out, you know, fighting people, basically. Um, And she says that people are now, like, taking joy in theft and violence and destruction. Like, it's not that they're just violent, but they're enjoying it. They're having a good time. And they pretty much land on humanity almost instantly because they're like, yeah, you know, these people aren't, you know, they're acting like animals. They stripped them of their humanity. Um, And then Nia says that they can actually track real-time crime to see what people are doing and what chaos is going down. And she throws that up on the screens. And then (laughs) Kara and Lena look surprised. So she literally says, well, don't look so surprised. I'm smart too. You guys are just (laughs) show-offs. But I love it so much because it's so true. Like, you know, Nia is this like wonderful, great reporter, Very smart, very capable, but of course, you know, when you're surrounded by literal geniuses like Brainy and Kara and Lena, you know, you know, your friends are show-offs and and you're really smart, but you just can't, you know, your thing is dreams, so you gotta just like stay in your lane. (laughs) I just love that moment, it was so cute. Um... So then Kara asks Lena if she's made any progress with the spell book, and she said that there is a spell that would use the energy of the totem to track it. Um, Lena says that she just needs some, like, particles from the location, like, from the air, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, so Dreamer actually goes off to collect it, and Kara says that maybe she can find the science and the magic after all. And Le- Lena just like beams at her my god like this episode is so wonderful for um supercorp working together and with like believing in each other and really Kara being the support system for lena that lena was for cara last episode which is just so wonderful to watch and just like these moments feel so romantic like this one, you know, like where they're like having this conversation about like magic, and Kara's like, hey, you know, you could do it. And Lena's like, oh my God, you know, she's like beaming in the corner. <laughs> um, uh, But in the middle of their moment, William walks in, and I'm like, hold on, did they just like give this guy a key? Like, because he didn't walk in with anybody. Dreamer was going into the elevator and he was walking out. Would they give him a key? Oh my God. <laughs> and he asks to talk with supergirl and um he basically says that like he makes his case he says people deserve to know what's going on with nixley and with uh everything else you know they deserve to know about the totems about nixley about everything but Kara pushes him to write about other stuff, just write about, you know, things that uh, will make people believe in the super friends, but not reveal all of our secrets. Because she says, hey, at the moment, Nixley has no idea that we have Lena and that we have magic. It could compromise us if anyone knew that we have somebody with magic on the inside. But if you don't report that we have someone with magic, then it'll seem like Nixley is kicking our ass and we don't know what we're doing. So don't talk about Nixley at all, plain and simple. Um, And he tells her, uh, you'd make a great reporter. And then uh, she hears a scream off in the distance and she says, duty screams. (laughs) She also says earlier in the scene, just another Tuesday in National City, which is really funny. I just really like that line. So across town in the middle of the fight alex and kelly are fighting and they're talking while they fight i love a domestic moment mid-fight scene that's like my favorite thing in the whole world <laughs> alex asks kelly about esme and kelly tells her that she's doing well shows her the bracelet and alex is like oh and it's just so sweet but then Jean comes over the comms and basically is like guardian Sentinel, stop flirting and help the police with an incident and apparently this incident is like people throwing over cars like it's it's madness it's crazy so at Kako, andrea comes up to william and literally reads his story aloud to him because she got it printed out because she hacked his computer i don't know why didn't she just. i mean i'm sure that she just like logged into the google drives like (laughs) she has executive access to william's google docs (laughs) Uh, but she tells William that Kara is already covering the chaos, which, first of all, when is Car- when does Kara have time to cover the chaos? As I mean, I know it's her job, but literally, when does she have the time to do any of that? <laughs> to cover the chaos? What? what? Anyway... <laughs> Um, and that she wants, she wants the super friends hot goss and she wants it now. She doesn't want him reporting about the chaos. Like, come on, tell me about the super friends. You're the one embedded with them. Um, and then she says pussyfooting, and I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> and then she tells William that he's not one of them. They may be the super friends, but they are not your friends. And it's like, so true queen. <laughs> And I feel like that scene kind of, like, perfectly encapsulates William's role on the show, because it's, like, literally all he does is get bullied by Andrea and, and you know, insert himself into the super friends, but he's not a f- their friend, you know, like, he's not close with any of them. He was only close with Carr for a little bit, but then she, you know, went off to the Phantom Zone, everything happened they both moved on with their lives it's not like any of them are actually friends even within the super friends or outside of you know their superhero duties Nia doesn't exactly hang out with him after work and neither does Kara it's just like a really weird and interesting (laughs) actually it's not interesting it's just really boring to see him be inserted into all of this when he just does not need to be there and I do not give a shit about him I just don't. (laughs) Uh, Then she threatens to fire him, which, so true, Queen. So at the tower, Dreamer and Lena are in the lab when Lena tries a spell for the first time. It's very Morgana of her. She's speaking Latin. It causes a power surge, and Dreamer goes to check if there was an energy spike, but she runs into shit and starts smashing things. (laughs) And apparently... (laughs) lena messed up the spell and and now dreamer cannot tell her left from her rights and she turns around and she like Kara walks in and nia's talking to the wall (laughs) and she says lena broke my brain (laughs) um but when supergirl actually comes in to check on you know lena's progress she tells them that they the more they fight the citizens the more joy they actually take in fighting back And that she feels extreme compassion through Nixley's bond. And she tells Lena, we need that spell to work and we need it now. So with Nixley, Mitch um, actually like hurts himself while he's working on something. I don't know. But she is so concerned about Mitch and she's just unbelievably joyful. Um, And they then get another hit on the next totem, which is actually at The Hague in the Netherlands. So at the tower... William approaches Lena in the lab and makes a comment about her magic. Lena kind of like sasses back at him, like, that's off the record. It's <laughs> so true, <trickling>. uh, Queen. <laughs> but Lena explains that she's having trouble with the spell, even though she's measured everything perfectly. She's doing it exactly the way, the way it's written. You know, it's, it's, it's perfect the way that she's doing it by the book. And, but William says that maybe, kind of like a recipe, Lena needs to put her own spin on it and not be so focused on the exactness of it all. It's about the, it's about making it her own. So Lena needs to just like, you know, not be so focused on, on, on making it perfect, but about the intent behind it all. And he tells this, like, long-winded story about his dad is baking and whatever. And, again, this scene is just proof that William just has, like, literally one personality trait, and that is baking. Like, it was just so cringy. Like, he said, the, he's like, and then I'd become the baker I'd always hoped to be. Dude, that was cringe as hell. Like, what the <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, back at the chaos, people are going buck wild, and Esme seems really concerned about everything, and for good reason, apparently. uh, Because a fire-breathing alien shows up outside of her new foster home. Um, But Esme is able to actually breathe fire right back, protecting herself and her foster mom and chasing the man away. Which was really insane, that was really cool. So, at the tower... Jean and Kara watch as the chaos continues to, like, expand further into the city, and Kara asks if the satellites have picked anything up. Apparently, uh, they borrowed some satellites to track Nixley, which, uh, William was, like, scribbling down, but then, you know, it's off the record, and then he has to scratch it out. (laughs) So Lena interrupts by telling them that the ingredients she'd been using were actually, like, store-bought, and apparently she needs shit from the wild, (laughs) which makes me think of in, uh, the first Halloween Town movie when, um, Aggie, uh, Cromwell, Debbie Reynolds' character, when she is making, uh, like, witch's brew, and she uses instant witch's brew, and then she's like, I shouldn't have used instant witch's brew. <laughs> That's Lena. She's, she was using instant witches brew, and now she's gotta go get the real thing. Um, apparently, though, this, like, seed thing called sheep's laurel can only be found uh, in National City at the Botanical Gardens because they grow, I don't know, in a certain environment. So they're only available at the Botanical Gardens. But apparently, uh, that is where the epicenter of the violence is. Like, it's right in the midst of it. So Kara says that she'll go get her some, but Lena says that she has to go with her because the potency of these particles is wearing off. I don't really understand. <laughs> and then William says he's coming too because he writes better when he's in danger. I don't know so in the netherlands nixley poses as a guard as they plot to steal the totem which is apparently called the hand of the flower it is the um hope totem which is next up on the list um so at the botanical garden lena finds what she's looking for while Kara stands guard over her and there's this really incredible scene where you know lena's like kneeling down to try and like collect her little herbs you know she's like fully hunter gathering it of it all and this guy runs up and car literally just like sticks her hands out her hand out and the guy like collapses to the ground it was wonderful it was so good it was very love interest of her very much bodyguard you know <laughs> protective um vibes from this scene and i loved it uh so lena is uh, busy making the spell work william is fighting off some guys car is protecting uh lena and that was i mean again like you know these guys are like attacking william and car is just standing there because she's like i'm protecting my girl i don't care <laughs> and the spell works or at least you know it does something but uh it only serves to make people uh more violent and nixley more compassionate oops <laughs> And that consequence actually comes at the Hague where Nixley is just so filled with compassion that she cannot get herself, she cannot bring herself to kill uh, the guard to get the next totem. So at the tower, Kara and Lena discuss the spell and what went wrong. Lena's being like super hard on herself. She says that the spell amplified the energy's potency because of a mistranslation of the Latin. So now people are more violent than ever. And she says that it's her fault. Um, and Kara, you know, is so very clearly desperate for something to work, but Lena is just hesitant to try anything else, because she feels like she's made everything worse. But Kara's like, look, you know, I cannot do anything. Yes, you made it, you know, yes, this was like a mistake and an error or whatever, but your magic is the only option that we have, so it's gotta work some way, somehow. And, and then they show, uh, they sh- listen, after, like, during this whole scene where they're kind of going back and forth, At the end of it, they show Lena staring at Kara's face for, like, three whole seconds. And I'm like, are you about to kiss right now? (laughs) Are you about to kiss right now? Like, oh my god. (laughs) It just felt very, like, there was, y'all should kiss. (laughs) um so with nixley she is so overwhelmed by her compassion that she's wondering why people hurt others for fun you know and they figure out that the totem is the test that there's no gauntlet because wielding the totem itself is the gauntlet you have to be able to handle all of the emotion that comes with using this totem and i mean she even goes so far as to like hug mitch and tell him he's brilliant uh, and then, because he suggests that they get the other totems just without hurting anyone, and she's like, "Oh my god, you're so brilliant!" <laughs> and because of that compassion and 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 love, I guess that she feels for Mitch. At the you know uh, mid-flight, Kara gets hit with that compassion, and she kind of stumbles into the tower, overwhelmed with that feeling, and she gets an idea. TM. <laughs> she gets a little light bulb that you can literally see, like ding, right above her head. So Kara runs in and presents her idea to Lena, and Nia, and William. And her idea is to use Lena's mistake, basically, to amplify the effects again in order to overwhelm Nixley so that it's unbearable to feel all of those emotions to draw her out and force her to restore everyone's humanity and Nia's like hey that just might work but Lena says I can't do it she literally says she won't do it um and uh Kara says this is for the greater good and Lena says the greater good do you hear yourself right now and it's very much I'm your wife I'm the greatest good you're ever gonna get (laughs) it very much feels like that But at that same moment, when it's, like, clear that things, you know, they're going to have a discussion, uh, (laughs) Nia decides to pull William out of the kitchen and, like, you know, come on, like, mom and dad are fighting, we gotta go. (laughs) Kara cannot believe that Lena won't help, but Lena says, look, I know that we have to do what we have to do, but it's not worth losing ourselves in the process or, like, hurting people in the process. And... Kara says that she knows that she's been pushing and pushing Lena with her magic, but it's just because she believes in her so much. And then she says, "She says, and I, I'm, I'm terrified." And listen, <laughs> I legitimately, legitimately thought, in my heart of hearts, that that they were that Kara was gonna say that she loves Lena in that moment. I was like. That you, that you, that you're in love with her? Like, that's literally how I felt in the moment. And it, it, it felt so purposeful, you know, like this, this, uh, purposeful pause, this purposeful moment for the audience to be like, wait, what is she going to say? And the thing is, like... (sighs) Kara has been scared of villains before. Kara saying that she's terrified of a villain is nothing new. Obviously, she got her shit rocked by rain. Obviously, she did not like dealing with Lex, you know? Like, she's been scared of villains before. She's been scared, period, before. And I think she's confided in Lena about her fears, or at least to Alex. And and we as the audience know that Kara has been fearful before in her life. And, I mean even just thinking back to like 519, where, you know, Kara was discussing how she could possibly like beat this, you know, people in VR, how she can beat Leviathan at that moment. And so this is nothing new for her to like hesitate to say that she's terrified. It's like, wait, you know, you're so open with Lena and Lena knows what you've been through and, and how you've suffered in the past. And And that Supergirl is not infallible, you know? So it's like, that was not new information to hesitate on. So what else was she going to say? You know, what else was she going to say in that moment that would have been a revelation, that would have changed the conversation, that would have been something new to the audience and to Lena and to Kara herself even, maybe? Um, And especially because it's followed by because I believe in you and I, I... I'm terrified. You know, like, it just felt so purposeful, it felt like such a purposeful moment. So Kara says that she knows she can't fight Nixley, but Lena can and she needs her help. Lena says that Nixley's magic isn't really what makes her such a horrible foe, it's her cunning, her manipulation, which is just so much like Lex, who Kara has beat before though, but they can't beat them by doing what it takes to win, only by doing the right thing. And Lena ends up confiding in Kara that her mother hurt people with her magic. But the the hiding of it and the secrecy of it is what ended up destroying people's lives. And she just can't do that. So then they come to an agreement. Basically, they'll do what it takes. They'll do what they have to do by amplifying the effects. But they can't keep it a secret. And honestly, I mean, this scene was so awesome because... It was genuinely just like two people who love and respect each other having a disagreement and handling it in a very healthy and and productive way in a way that did not involve either character belittling each other or yelling at each other or any of those things and especially when you compare to scenes like the one from uh, the original Mixie episode with Kara and Monel fighting in the middle of the DEO. It just it is such night and day, you know, like in that argument, Kara and Monel go back and forth trading, you know, uh, insults and jabs and everything. And especially Monel is horrible because he's like, you don't know what you don't know what you're doing. You don't, you're whatever. And <laughs> it's all just really horrible in that entire scene. It's unbearable to watch. And obviously the amusement type of music underneath it makes it even worse. But we're not talking about that scene. Uh, (laughs) um, But in comparison, that scene to this one is, I mean, like I said, it's like night and day, you know, of the level of respect that these characters have for each other, the, the amount of love they have for each other is just insane. And it goes to show that Lena is Kara's perfect choice, you know? uh, She's so different from any of the other characters that Kara has dated in the past, and obviously, I mean, at this point, you know, they're not canon yet, but it's just, at this point, it feels like it's coming, And, and so for them to have this scene where they have this disagreement, they blow up, you know, but not in a way that hurts each other. They respect each other, and they hear each other's opinions, and it's just beyond healthy. It's just wonderful so with william he walks out complaining about the material he's been given he's like i didn't come here to write about what kind of appliances the super friends have at their tower um and he confronts alex and jean asking why he was even allowed in if they weren't going to let him report on what's going on in the first place so car and lena enter and fill them in on their plan amplify the effects fight the battle before nixley comes out and it'll all be okay if they tell people what's going on via the press And honestly, I really hate that they had Lena give the credit to William in the moment, because she was clearly motivated by her mother's secrecy to be so passionate about everything, not just because William is some great truth-teller reporter, it's because she saw the effects that secrets had not only in her mother's life, but in her own life, in the way that it destroyed her relationship with Kara, you know, to the point where they had to build back stronger than ever but she knows the effects that secrets take, and and that was her motivation. It wasn't William. Like, she literally says, oh, it's because of you. No, it wasn't. Shut up. Oh my god, that was just so stupid. Like, most of these moments just feel like such stupid ways to, like, shoehorn him in, because honestly, if this episode didn't have William in it. I think it still would have been the same. Like, they could have given the reporter angle to either Nia or Kara and really had, like, maybe Nia disagree with Kara about how things are being handled, and then, you know, Lena would still be able to have this idea of, like, listen, it's the secrets of it all. It's not, you know, because Nia or William or whoever is such a stellar reporter. It's because of my own morals and my own life experiences and how I've been treated in my life and how we need to treat the city as heroes. So, yeah. So she's, uh, they. S- Karras argues that people will be able to make up their own minds, and their own opinions about it, about their methods, and William then seems to think that he has any authority around this place, so he says that he gets to report his way. He's gonna identify Nixley, he's gonna say what's really going on about the totems, about the magic, everything. And then he says, those are my ground rules. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Those are my ground rules. Shut up! Shut up! Who are you? Literally, who are you? I, uh, this episode just made him seem, and there's a scene later that makes him seem even more entitled, but this episode just made him seem so entitled. And it's like, literally, who are you? And it doesn't help that the audience has no reason to care about him at all. And the audience has no concept of who he is as a person at all beyond what Andrea keeps saying about how he's some stellar reporter, again, show don't tell, and then uh, about how he's a baker, You know, congratulations, you've made a shell of a character. (laughs) It's just so stupid. Anyway, though, out in public, Kara reaches out to Lena via comms and asks if she wants to be out in the open, and Lena says that she can't get out of her head in a lab, so she's on the beach with, uh, you know, Williams There, it doesn't matter. He's literally there for no reason. Anyway, um, (laughs) uh she amplifies the effects with this huge fire, I don't know where the fire came from or why she needed that, anyway, but she does the spell and it finally works on this large scale that she wanted to. In the city, the chaos gets out of control, beyond, beyond out of control. And the super friends work together to stop everything, even with Jean phasing through the window of a car to stop a carjacking, which was awesome. I love when they remember Jean's powers. That was such a sick scene. Like, he reached through the glass of the window and then pulled the perp out via the window. It was so awesome. Um, And then uh, Dreamer actually does some quick sick Black Widow moves on some assaulters at the bus stop. So with Nixley, she can't physically take the compassion anymore. She she tells herself, get a grip, girl, and she tries to distract herself and focus on the next totem, but she says, how can I be expected to get anything done when there's so much suffering on this planet, and it's like, same. Me, like, every day. <laughs> Doom scrolling. How do I get anything done? Um, so Nixley says that if she didn't have the cuff, she would snap away. Hunger, exhaustion, suffering. She'd save the snow leopards. And I'm like, hey, maybe we should, like, take the cuff off. And, <laughs> and just, like, let her keep the humanity totem. And just, like, let her go buck wild. It doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> so, back in the chaos. Esme, little poor Esme, is actually fighting to get back into her home uh, because her foster mom is, like, not letting her in the house because she thinks that she can protect her uh, like, with her firepower, but Esme says that it was an accident, that she doesn't even know how she did it, and then her mom is like, keep us safe, and then she slams the door in her face, and it's like, what the hell? So... As the angry people approach the porch, we hear fighting off screen, and we're focused on Esme, kind of like bracing, and it's just so cute. And then Guardian Sentinel rescue Esme, and it's so cool. It's <laughs> and they do like this like slow mo up the steps. It's just, uh, it was wonderful. It was such an incredible moment. I love that. And she's like, Guardian says, "You're safe now." It's so good. So good so on the ship nixley can't take it anymore and she decides to give everyone their humanity back um and with Kara, there's a woman getting robbed at gunpoint and supergirl comes to her rescue he shoots at her people never learn she's unfazed uh (laughs) she catches a bullet and then she flicks it at his head and listen listen here I was like, for a half second, I was so convinced that the bullet was gonna go straight through his skull. I was like, what show are we watching here? But obviously, it did not, because this is Supergirl. (laughs) But if this were, like, a James Gunn film, like... It would have gone straight through his head, and then the camera would have gone straight through his head. Kind of like that Jenga shot we saw earlier in the episode, or like, at the at the very beginning of the episode with Alex with the Jenga block. How he followed, uh, the camera followed the Jenga block out through the Jenga hole. That's what I thought was gonna happen with the bullet in his mind, like... <laughs> anyway, though, so it bounced off and it knocked him down, and then she runs off to the location of Nixley's ship after Jean lets her know that they got a hit. Nixley holds out the thing. She says, "Curseix again," and gives everyone her their humanity back, restoring to the totem the totem to its necklace form. And Kara flies to snatch it because she just drops it. She lets it go. And Nixley, after her mind is clear, she's pissed that Mitch let her give it up. But they get out of there before Kara can get to them. So at the tower, the super friends lock up the necklace in one of Lena's boxes and celebrate that they've leveled the playing field. And the real question is, like. Nixley would have to, like she has to have the humanity totem so at this point they kind of won because like the witch lady said that they have to get the totem, the totems in a certain order in order to use them all so Nixley can't go around I mean I guess she could she can collect all the totems but she can't use them because I, I don't know what'll happen but it's the, the the Kryptonian witch lady said that they have to get them in a certain order so at this point I mean the super friends kind of won anyway but now they want to get a head start lena says that she still has some particles from the humanity totem maybe they can use them to track the others but she only has enough for one so they got to decide and nia says that maybe the dream totem is something she'll be able to help with Ooh. <laughs> so at catco andrea praises william's article about nixley she says that william in his follow-up has to say where the tower is what their plans are, and who has the magic powers. I guess William then decides to assert his dominance over his boss and tells her that he's the one embedded with the super friends, not her. And he's going to report his way, not Andrea's way, not the super friends way. And he says, you don't get to tell me, hold on, you don't get to tell me how to do my job anymore. And she's like, But, I mean, for me, it's like, she's your boss. She is your boss, buddy. Like, she's the reason you have a job. Uh, What? (laughs) It's like, this guy is such an asshole. And when he's saying that line, like, you don't get to tell me how to do my job anymore. He just has this like crazed look in his eye. It's the same look that he gave Andrea in season five when he was like beating her up in VR, or not beating her up, but when he was yelling at her in VR. And it's just like this awful joyous look of like him knocking Andrea down a peg. And it's like, what is your issue, dude? Like you're creepy. I don't know. (laughs) So then he also threatens to go to the Daily Planet and Andrea bends, but she says he's moving his desk to uh, next to the bathroom. And it's wonderful <laughs> he just comes off as so entitled though anyway at the tower Kara and Lena hang out in the living room of the tower and they have this really cute like hey hey like you know moment and they talk about the article and how Lena hopes people will understand why uh, they did what they had to do and Kara says that at least you know they can all debate about it in the open you know that was the whole point in in the first place and Lena says She thanks Kara for for pushing uh, her out of her comfort zone and helping her to embrace her magic and Kara thanks her for reminding her that that having clear boundaries is important between friends. Uh, (laughs) Let's all remember who was friends before they weren't friends. Uh, Chloe and Lucifer and uh, Castle and Beckett and Iris and Barry and Oliver and Felicity and everybody was friends before they weren't friends. Uh, and then they have this really cute exchange, so she's like, Pot sticker me, and then, you know, Lena's like, I'm not gonna use my fingers, and Kara's like, well, I'm gonna use my fingers, like, you know, you know, and <laughs> Lena's like, oh, that's classy, and Kara says, you know me, <laughs> and it's just so sweet, and Lena has this, like, full belly laugh at the end, it's just wonderful, and again, this is, I mean, this is, I think, huge, this is the second week in a row that, The wind down part of the episode has been Supercorp and then Dancing. Or, you know, last week it was dancing, then Supercorp. Now it's Super Corp and then Dancin'. And so I mean that has to mean something, right? Like to have the wind down of every episode have these intimate moments between, I mean, really the two main pairings on the show. You know, Kara and Lena are being established as the duo, like, the main pairing. And the same thing, I mean, you know, Kelly and Alex, the duo, the pairing, the relationship, like, having them be on equal ground is so crazy and so important. And I mean, really, it's establishing them as having a higher, them being Super Corp, as having, like, higher placement than Brainy and Nia at this point, because we haven't seen, like, a wind down with the two of them for a really long time. And and it's like, what are they saying here? And I think we all know what they're saying. They're in game. At Esme's foster home, she's all packed up and ready to go to a new group home. Alex shows up and gets introduced to Esme, and it's just so damn cute. <laughs> so Kelly and Alex step away for a minute, and Kelly tells her that the Fords changed their mind and are giving her back alex gets super super defensive right away she says good for you babe because i would have punched our lights out (laughs) and it's very much it's giving me uh alex showing up at ruby's bully's house from season three you know just being that like protective mom and i love that i love that so much um So Kelly talks to Esme, who actually says the saddest thing I've ever heard. She says, it's okay if the next one doesn't work out either. I'm never going to have a real home. And so the van from social services pulls up, but Alex and Kelly communicate via, like, just looking at each other, just via looks alone. And in one of the best moments of the season, they decide wordlessly that Esme is going home with them and Alex says, come here, kiddo, and they walk away together, and I just, it was so beautiful, and they hold hands, and and they're just, they're a family, like, already, you know, like, that's my family, (laughs) and it just makes me so happy, and I'm so excited to see exactly how this ends up going, especially as we pick up next episode, and what that means, if they're just gonna foster Esme for now, if they're gonna, you know, what they're gonna do, I mean, I'm sure probably towards the end of the season, maybe in the finale, there'll be a big moment where they officially adopt Esme after they get married. Um, but I'm also just, like, so excited to see Kara react to Esme. Like, you know, Kara be an aunt. Like, this is just going to be so wonderful, especially because we were so robbed of it uh, during Crisis, uh, Infinite Earths Crisis. Um You know, when Kara was first introduced to her little baby nephew, you know, and then they kind of played it for laughs of Kara, like, handing off the baby to someone else. Like, come on now. I'm just really excited for, I hope they do it right, about when Kara meets Esme and and is shown her niece, you know, for the very first time. It's going to be so wonderful. The episode ends with Nick's lead telling Mitch that losing the humanity totem was a blip in the road and that it'll be hers again, and they all will. No matter what she has to do to get them. And then, that's it. We had a promo. Um, but, you know, I mean, it was, an, it, was a, it was a good promo. Like, there's Lena in it and all this. I don't really remember. Honestly, I'm, I don't remember much from the promo. <laughs> but I'm just glad we have him again. I, I just, I really liked this, this episode. And I think I was still reeling from the fact that Danson are moms now to pay attention to the promo at all like you know what I mean I just oh my god oh my god <laughs> it was just so good like uh, uh it was so good <sighs> man I'm just so excited this season is so good guys and I mean like I said I think at this point Supercorp is in game like I, there's no other explanation for all of this shit you know like if they were trying to build up Literally any other relationship for Kara, they would not be investing this much time and energy into her relationship with Lena, into what they've been building, and I just, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Anyway, that's it for me. Uh, Let me know what you think, uh, what you thought about this episode in the comments below, or you could tweet me at TelevisedPod, let me know what you think there. you know did you like this episode what did you think of william and his like assertiveness all of a sudden what did you think of um dancing and then becoming moms and like do you think super creeps game because like are we getting vibes i'm getting vibes <laughs> um so yeah i that is all i have for this week uh be sure to like ra- rate like share subscribe uh do all the things and i will see you guys next week bye